I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We coolin' out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We coolin' out. What's up, people? Welcome back to Cooling Out. It's another week, and we are back. And it is real. Um, hmm. I get, uh, man, I don't even know where to start. So, I guess just a heads up, um, this entire episode, we're just going to be talking about um, the tragic and untimely death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and um, the seven other people that, you know, passed away this past Sunday, January 26th, and that helicopter crash in the Los Angeles area. Um, so we only felt it was, you know, right to pay our respects and um, everything Kobe's done for us, just to, you know, give him the full episode, you know, we'll catch up on the Super Bowl or something after the fact. I think we kind of got into it enough last week with Will, so on the, on the previous episode, so there's not much to add on that, but we really just want to um, focus on Kobe Bryant, give our thoughts on that situation as a whole, and, um, you know, talk about what he meant to us and all that stuff, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, let's just get started with that, I mean, <sighs> I, I don't even know what to yeah, start, it's honestly. Yeah, it's not. I guess... Where were you when you found out? I was on a plane. <laughs> Which... Wow. So... Um, it was like a, a, a double shock, right? Because first it happened, and then only TMZ reported it, right? And... um. I'm like, all right, well, this is this is strange, but you know, for some reason, I wouldn't even think. I was just like thinking, like, I was like, oh, TMZ, like, I don't know why they would be the first to have this, but this is interesting. And then I went on like ESPN and all that stuff. No one else reported it. And then I happened to get on Twitter because it's easy for like pe- people who work for ESPN and all these these news outlets to tweet faster than faster than them to like put up a whole article on a website. Mm-hmm. So then I was waiting about. Maybe like five minutes. I sent it to you first, and then me and you were conversing about it. And then once it got confirmed on Twitter, that's when I was just like, like shocked. Like, and there weren't any details. 
and it, it kind of sucked because like literally I found out about maybe five minutes before like I had to put my phone in airplane mode and I wasn't and I didn't do this intentionally but I'm texting my fiance she's out at brunch and she's not responding so I'm like hey like my flight's about to take off my and she's supposed to, she's, she's supposed to pick me up from the airport in Charlotte so I was like hey like you know just texting her like hey make sure you like are you still gonna pick me up if not I need to know so I can just hop in a lift when I get there um so and then immediately after that I text like hey I'm about to take off and put my phone in airplane mode hey also you see Kobe just died in a helicopter accident like hel helicopter crash but I didn't even put two and two together like hey like I'm sending you this tragic news about Kobe and hey I'm also about to take off on an airplane like I just yeah. <laughs> I didn't put two and two together yeah. so like she's like texting me back or caps and like you know just you know about to you know which is a natural reaction like obviously upset about Kobe but then also like damn like you this is like this is like the worst delivery you could have possibly given me like form of delivery anyway um, with you about to get on a plane and about to take off, et cetera, et cetera. So I tried to like calm her down as much as I could in like the two minutes I had before putting my phone on airplane mode. But then, um, like once the plane actually took off and I'm in the air, then like I think like that's when it really like I was more anxious more than anything to like try to figure out what actually happened when I got like when I got off the plane. But while I was on the plane, I ain't gonna lie, I was like nervous as hell, like any little and i'm on like a little small express um you know like a little small express jets mm -hmm. similar to, to the one we took like from nashville that time mm -hmm. and like you know you feel every little bit of turbulence on those things yeah so i'm like super anxious and like just ready for my flight to be over like as quickly as possible um and then as soon as i touched down and i like really started looking into it man i just like couldn't even control myself like just tears just started slowly coming out and then the first update that i got because you know when you turn back on your phone from airplane mode you get a bunch of updates just coming all at once uh and the first update i got was that kobe's um kobe's daughter gianna was also on the plane with him and i was like i i was like damn like i like i'm i don't know like my mom was just like so many different places at one time i can't even like truly like tell you like any kind of order of where things went but it was just like damn i appreciate my friends all that stuff but then also was like damn like i feel bad for vanessa bryant because she just lost her not a, not only her husband but also a daughter mm -hmm. so these are like just all like rapid fire thoughts going through yeah. my mind and like going through like bouts of like uncontrollable crime but then thinking i'm over it but then as more details emerge just falling back into that that you know that cycle of, you know, just un just being, like, extremely emotional and just very sad. Um, and, I mean, we can go more into that, but, I mean, to answer your question, that's where I was when I found out, and that was, like, my initial reaction to when I find out, when I found out. Wow. Uh, yeah, I had, um, I guess not my my order of things. I went to, um, I think I was listening to a podcast or whatnot, and then I, I took a shower because I had family coming by later, so I was finally trying to get up and go in and get the day going, and so my phone was down, and then post-shower, I checked my phone, and I get a text from you. The thing, it's a Twitter link, but it just says twitter.com, along with your comment, bro, what the fuck, all exclamation marks. 
So I'm not thinking any because I haven't clicked the link yet. It's just a generic Twitter.com. It's when I no no I'm sorry TMZ. No, it was Twitter from TMZ. Yeah, it was Twitter from TMZ. So when I open it up and I see the link and then I click it, my first thought is that this is a joke. This mm-hmm. is crazy. There's no way. And then I click and I click the link and I start reading it, and then I see it, and it's just shock. And then as I'm reading, my eyes start to water, and I I just keep the initial details is that he, Kobe died, and then I start seeing. I'm not on the ground. I'm in real time, so I'm scrolling Twitter in real time. You see that. His daughters are on the plane. Four daughters are on the plane. Three daughters are on the plane. Uh, He and five other people died. He survived by... People just started going crazy Mm -hmm. with the details. And then I'm getting texts from friends. I'm texting with friends. I'm out in a grocery store because, again, I'm trying to uh, prepare to have family over. Mm Mm-hmm. And then somebody in the grocery store says it, and then we're talking about it, and it's just, and then more and more details come, and I just, it just saddens me every time because everywhere I look, you see all these twit, uh, these tweets and these tributes of just shock and disbelief, and it just doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel real, and it's just a sense, it's just a dark cloud that it just hangs over from the moment you tell me. Up until now, really, it's just a a sense of this isn't real, yeah. you know, and this isn't reality. And then after you landed, thankfully, you just we just started texting through the day. And that was my initial thing. And I guess we could go. But it was just that was my initial. It was just shock, mm-hmm. shock and sadness. Mm-hmm. And I was just shocked about this is the second person. Unfortunately, after Nipsey last year, it's like these how these people affect me that I I never met and will never meet. It's it's just yeah. crazy, but that's a combo we can have. But but that was my initial. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then I I would say, um, like as this week has progressed and just more um more not even the fact that more details came out i think like as you no said, more just, details because yeah. at, at the time we were talking we thought we knew it was kobe we didn't know any of the other passengers yeah so i would say as yeah, yeah okay so as more detail because at first it went from five to and then it ended up being nine and then once it got confirmed that his daughter was with him mm-hmm. then that's when i think it really started um yeah like truly sinking in and then once i don't know why i still didn't feel like it was real but once I started seeing like all the like the NBA um, players react and the NBA family like so like the the media personalities and all that like I saw um, you, just two people in particular Jay Williams and Stephen A Smith um, mm-hmm. when they went live on ESPN yeah. to talk about it mm-hmm. and you could just tell both of them were like just so choked up and overcome with emotion. And that was yeah. when, like, I think it, like, really, like, set in for me, like, 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 damn, like, this, this might be real, like, and not even in the sense, I mean, and so let's, on a deeper level, like, the reason, not that TMZ is, is like, a not reliable source or anything like that, but just also, you just never saw 
something that you would just never see you would think would happen to, to someone like Kobe Bryant, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he just almost gave off this immortal, like, <laughs> sense of... Yeah. Like, yeah, like, this, like, not like it I'm gonna live forever, I, it, but, like, I'm gonna die of old age type, you know? Yeah, that's what I thought. This will happen, like, he's, like, 80 or 90. Yeah. And, like, health just, we just go as we we do as humans and... No, but not this, no. No, not this. Not, not the way not it happened. This. Yeah, like the way like, I can't even imagine that. And that it was, just uh, came out of nowhere too. It was like a random Sunday, and then it was just like, bam! Like, look at this. And I was like, yeah, I. Yeah, that's what. It, it's just crazy. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't. I'm still trying to put in words. Like when I heard, it's just. If that could just happen to Kobe out of nowhere, it just make it naturally just makes you have to reflect on everything. Oh, hands down. I reflected on first is more details have come out. It's it's Wednesday now. We know the full details. The other eight people, including his daughter, mm-hmm. that unfortunately were in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just makes you question your own mortality how you live in life um the real the real importance of things yep uh my first thought was that kobe no one deserves that especially kobe doesn't deserve that the the way obviously i want to live another half of his life but to a plane a helicopter crash to have to hold your daughter and have to like i don't even i don't no one's final moment should be like that, you know. Yeah, yep. It, it yeah. was just so sad to think about, and just be just helpless like that. It's just, it really hurt, man. Yeah. When I heard that, it's like since I had like formative, real, real young. Since he, I've been watching basketball, and then it's just, we, I don't know. This com, this com is gonna be scattered, but I've just given you my thoughts. No, I mean, it's going to be scattered because I think we're both still somewhat in a point of shock. But, like, realistically, like, we grew up on Kobe Bryant. (laughs) Like, Kobe Bryant was around for, like, Kobe came in, what, 98, I want to say? Yeah. These are all of our formative years of life, like, seven seven and all, (laughs) like... From I mean, seven, I, from from year seven on, we've known Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he played for twenty seasons. Like, yeah, I, and we're only I'm twenty nine, and yeah. you're gonna be twenty nine. Sh- yeah, shortly in a few weeks. Yeah, so, that's yeah. Cra- yeah. <laughs> He's in the NBA for twenty years of our lives. About two thirds of our lives, a little over. Mm-hmm. We knew who Kobe Bryant was. Like, and that's it doesn't insanity. That's another thing, like. The more and more you read it, it's just the more and more like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't happen to... Bill Russell's still here. Kareem's still here. All, like, the the ambassadors of the game. Yes. Like the, mm-hmm. the, just to add to the disbelief. Everybody of royal stature that you can name. Like, if I rattle off the 10 best players in basketball. Yeah. The top 15, either. You look everywhere. Magic, Bird, LeBron. They're all here. Here. Like, I, I was listening, like, only two MVPs prior to Sunday were even, had even passed. It was, like, Moses Malone and 
and Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Like this this just doesn't just to add to the the unexpectedness of this. And yeah. Yeah. And then when I I initially my initial initial was the helicopter. But then the more and more I remember and then I read up, it's like this is this is routine. This has been routine for years. For years and years and years. So it's uh Yeah, like my mind didn't even go to the helicopter because I, I I I do remember that. Like as soon as it happened, I remember that being a routine for him because mm-hmm. I re- I don't know why, but I remember once um, during the NBA Finals they were talking about that, and I think it was like, oh, you know, after the teams win the finals and they do like that, um, like Sports Illustrated like documentary on that team or something like that, mm-hmm. and they like they like document the whole season and how they got to. It's like a little hour little program it's actually on youtube you can find it if you want but um i think lamar odom or somebody from the 2010 team was making a joke about how like kobe's too good to like to to, like to like no to like sit in traffic like 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 the rest of them do (laughs) but i remember like at the time seeing that like years ago and thinking like yo that's some bullshit like yo kobe helicopters to the games like i thought that was like just like the flyest thing ever like yeah, I'm not sitting in no LA traffic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't immediately like jump to the to the helicopter thing, but I mean, yeah. I I did like once more details came out and they started talking about how it was like extremely foggy and how the Los Angeles Police Department had um, restricted all their helicopters from flying and how Kobe's helicopter had to get like special flight. Uh, mm-hmm. visual rules. I'm not exactly sure of the acronym, but they had to get some special, um, some special rules to allow them to fly. And then that's when it just like, like that's when I really was like, yo, like all right, something's off here. Like, it just did not make sense. And then if you listen to the audio um, from the pilot's call to air traffic control. Oh, I haven't heard that. This yeah, when they keep uh-huh. telling him to pull up, like they keep saying you're too low, you're too low, because he's he's asking for um, uh, essentially for like visual guidance, which is when like it's like terrible weather, and they'll yeah. gui- and they'll guide you because if you can't, it's like if your vision is limited, like they'll guide you, but they you have to be a certain, to my understanding, you have to be a certain height before they can guide you. And he was, uh, I think, flying at fourteen hundred feet, but you have to be at at least twenty two hundred feet. Mm-hmm. Um. So the last message they got from the pilot was him saying, "Okay, I'm gonna try to go up higher to get past this, this layer of clouds." And then that was the last message they got from the pilot. And mm-hmm. then from the pilot, from the tracker, they said slowly after that he took a left turn and just like started descending at a rate of four thousand feet a minute. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So that means. It was a very like quick, yeah, um, death. And as you said, I mean, I, I could only imagine like Kobe and Gigi. But then also like the other, there's a full. Uh, I'm, I don't want to get their names wrong, but I know there was a, a father, a mother, and a daughter that also died, right? Mm-hmm. So now imagine. Yeah. I'm just going to talk about it from a father's standpoint because we're men. I couldn't imagine like looking over at my daughter, and 
knowing there's nothing mm-hmm. I can do to, to to save us. Yeah, knowing what's to come, and yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, man. having to tell her, oh yeah, it's gonna be okay. When you really know, and her being thirteen, she probably also knows that it wasn't gonna be okay. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So it's just like it's hard to to fathom, but I think like that was like when more details came out. That was like the second step of like my understanding was like I really like was like damn I wonder how Kobe felt like damn I wonder how this person felt like just mm-hmm. being there and like every time I thought I was okay like I would just have a quick moment like a flash where I'd be like damn like, I wonder what Kobe said to his daughter like when they were going down you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that still honestly kind of like takes me for a loop and shakes me up a little it's like like what can you really say in that instance yeah. when you when you you know i mean and this was i'm assuming very unexpected because they were in in contact with air traffic control and they were trying to get to burbank airport which is up there mm-hmm. in the hills over there by where uh darren stretch lived um oh that was the airport me and you fly, flew out of anyway but they were trying to get there, but because there was, like, so much traffic over there, they were telling them, hey, like, you have to essentially just, like, stay stay put until we can uh, give you clearance to land in Burbank. So people have videos of them circling in Glendale for, like, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They, were just, they were just circling in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everyone, all the reports say that they were circling so low. So I'm not sure if the pilot was, like, flying low purposefully to be under the clouds, but... All the reports that I've read said that helicopters, like normally if it is foggy weather or terrible weather, they fly higher to be above the cloud layer and not below it. Yeah, I read the one you sent me, the TMZ one, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not going to use the, the word accuse. I'm just going to say they, they use, according to them, numerous other pilots as their sources, and they were just stating a lot of uh irregular uh yep. i guess yep uh, decisions uh, a lot of questionable decisions on the pilot part yeah that is what they are they were doing a lot of usually this is done like you said you go up above the fog versus below and it doesn't matter it does not to blame it was to your point it's just a lot of i don't know yeah, like a lot of strays away from the norm. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of strays from what is, to our understanding, the normal practice of helicopter pilots. Yeah. And I, I'm not, you know, don't get us wrong, definitely not blaming the pilot. No, no, no. Because no, no. he also lost his life in it, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and right. just for the record, he's also flown Kobe before multiple times. He flew Kobe um uh, the last night of his farewell, his last Kobe's last game in the NBA, he flew Kobe that night to mm-hmm. the arena, to the Staples Center. So I'm not saying that, but it's just based on the reports that are coming out. You know, it's just we're just trying to the same way everyone else is reading information and reacting. We're doing the same here, and just trying to do our best to get to paint a full picture and relay the information to people listening to the podcast who may not have you know known half of this stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. So that it's just it's just it's also very it's just scary. Like to 
as you said, it makes you like a question. Make it makes you question your mortality. Like any, like I mean, people say it all the time, but like any minute you can go. Life's not promised tomorrow. You know all that stuff, but I don't know why. Like something like that happened happened in the cold was just like like really a slap in the face. It was like just a shock to my system. Mm-hmm. And the fact that no. like he's actually gone, like yeah, yeah no, nah, he's not here no more. No, yeah, it's the most, it's the be- it's the biggest shock. It's like it's the biggest shock, and again, it just makes you rethink everything. Just really make you hone in and question a lot, and the things you give energy to, and it was just so sudden and unexpected. It's the residual shock. Yeah, that's just not really starting to. Like they they recovered the bodies yesterday and yeah. it's just but it, it's still then the pain Vanessa and his remaining daughters must be feeling the two daughters of the family the other family I don't want to misquote they were also on a plane it's like it's so much residual damage and you still want that and, yeah and one guy lost his wife and he mm-hmm. was. Um, I think he was on CNN or CNBC, but he was just saying like he was like in tears, looked so distraught, and I really felt for him. Uh, Christina Mauser, husband or Mauer's husband, and he was mm-hmm. just saying that he didn't know how he was gonna raise their three kids without her. Without her. Mm-hmm. I was, mm. I was, whoa. And I don't know if you saw this, but uh, did you see Vanessa Bryant put a post up today? Which is like legit, like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes you have to. So another thing, it's like it's you lose your to her pain. You lose your loved ones and you don't know when you're going to see people. Like, this was, again, hitting me in a different area because I just had my birthday. Mm-hmm. And for the listener, you flew up and surprised me. And we got to hang out together this weekend. And it was dope on Saturday. A little were we to know what was to come the next day. And we even said, like, you just never know nowadays. Like, we were just grateful and even more so in hindsight. Yeah. I was just grateful for people we got to see because you just never know we might never all be together like we were on Saturday. Like, God forbid, but you just never know. Yeah. I'm looking around on Sunday, and I had a lot of close family come by, and it's just, it's really, cher- it's just a reinforcement, a slap, a hard slap in the face that, yeah, you enjoy the company, but really cherish the time. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not a given. Like, really cherish the time. Like, I would just look and just, this is in a sudden aftermath on Sunday now. So I'm just, I just have to just go in the other room and just I tear up a bit. I'm looking around, like my feelings are at all, on a high. Yeah. So I can, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And I, yeah. I just really feel. And then you see all the tributes and then the react, the reactions. Shaq's crying. I'm seeing video Lamar, on, uh, LeBron on the tarmac. Kyrie can't even play. 
I, I could use like 10 examples and it, it's like a percentage of 1% and less than of Dwayne Wade. I, it's just... Yeah. And I, I think uh, it, just to piggyback off what you were saying, it's like also about like being more present when you are like around family and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like, I'll give you a prime example. Like, when I go back home, like, to, to Virginia to see my mom and stuff, like, Tejo always says this to me, like, oh, like, you know, I end up spending more time with your mom than you do. And it's because, like, when I get there, like, my family, they love talking. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> so, like, you got, like, an hour of my time to be talking, and then I feel like we all caught up, and then I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to go watch, like, basketball or something like that. And I'm just chilling. And I feel like because we're in the same house together, then that means we're spending time together, you know? Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily yeah. the case. Like, well, that's not the case at all. Like, not necessarily. It's not out. the case, you know. <laughs> so it just like really made me think because you got to think about like Vanessa Bryant. Probably all these families though, but Vanessa Bryant definitely probably, like probably told Kobe, "Oh, I'll see you later." Probably kissed your aunt Gigi. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. That plans for the future. And the yeah, week. like that's oh, fun. what do you guys want for dinner? Yeah. You just never know. You know what the conversation could have been. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure a part of it was the assumption that I will see you later today. Yeah. And that just never happened again. Like, that just can't happen for her. And that is just mind-boggling to me, like, to think, like, one day, you know, you you go to work and, you know, tell your significant other and your child, I'm going to see you when I get home, and then you just... They just never come. Yeah, you know? that level. Yeah, that level of weight. It's just I can't. I just can't imagine. I just can't. That is. Yeah. Just... yeah. Did you feel any way about the fact that TMZ that the family found out from TMZ versus from um, law enforcement? I do, um, but I. I mean, I. I do, but I also am. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Realistic in the sense that I will say that if TMZ didn't break it, someone else would have broke it. That's yeah, and kind of how I feel. It's it, it's just what way is this news supposed to be? Yeah, like news that doesn't matter. It just doesn't. I get it. I do get it. You can yeah. kind of brief and, but it's just nothing can help this kind of magnitude of news. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I in a in an ideal world, of course, the family should have yes, found out beforehand. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, if they didn't do it, someone else would have done it, and just because they did it, just makes them the bad person in this case. But I mean, but that's just the way our news media is. Like, whoever wants to break yeah. it first. It's, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. That's just the reality of the world we live in. Yeah. yeah and then all the false news. but Yeah, and that's why I thought I was like, oh, this is fake news. But They were the only ones in the immediate that were actually had any accurate information. I know. It was just... <sighs> Do you feel any way about the games being played? The, that that Initially? same day? Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't agree with it. Yeah, I did. I did not agree with it. I, I mean, I'm on like, I, I, I don't know, but I, I would have bet money they had like probably crazy low TV ratings. Nobody gave a damn about those games. Like, and mm-hmm. then to to force the players to play during the game. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm I'm with you again. Like, I oh sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying all these players grew up somewhat in a Kobe, unless you're like a rookie or, you know. But even then, you still grew up seeing the tail end of Kobe's prime. So you know who Kobe is, and even if you don't know him, like, it still affected these players in one way or another. And I think to, like, force them essentially to, like, put all their emotions to the side and play, I mean, it really just didn't make sense to me. I'm with you again. Like, I heard a, a number of players, and I agree with their sentiment that Kobe would have wanted them to play. Yeah. I agree with that sentiment, but it, some people, yeah, they they want to get on the court to, I guess, distract from their grief, but I don't I don't think it's good for your mental health. And uh, no. You got to agree. Like, you, you have players on the court crying, on the, on, the, on the side crying. Like, they clearly need time to grieve and that's yeah, why I was is... kind of shocked when they canceled the Clippers um Lakers game no nah, I wasn't I'm shocked kinda... by that <laughs> I wasn't shocked by that I think oh. that that would have hit too close to home mm-hmm. cause then you then you're not even just thinking about the players you got the fans like those are real like like 
So my cousin Daryl, like you know Daryl, I'm talking about like you don't know. Anyway, <laughs> he lives in LA and he's telling me like yo, like the whole city, everyone's just mum. It's quiet. Yeah. Like you'll randomly just see people sitting on the corner crying. Like so, like that would just be a whole another type of situation that the NBA probably wasn't prepared to handle. And I'm sure um, Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka, you know, no, the staff, the staff. And then also you got Braun who, you know, is the, the best player in the game right now. I'm sure he told him like, no, nah, I ain't playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some business, you know, came into play with it as well. But I'm sure the NBA decided it was best for them to like not play that game. Yeah, to your point, um, the Lakers employees like they needed grief counselors, and because again, he, he he played for them for twenty years, and he's kept his ties after. Yeah. So imagine if you worked there any duration of time, and you've had interactions. Everybody knew. Excuse me. So that's an entire organization, um, and then on the logistics side. There's there couldn't be an easy if you really have to postpone a game, the one game in which a team shares an arena, you can really just do that. At, exactly. Now that I think about it, so yeah, yeah, you are schedule right. it, yeah, yeah. So, but and then not even just the Kobe factor, like Kobe was in recent years, you know, not in recent years he kind of like disappeared for a little. Oh, he did. Like, he wasn't going to games or nothing. And then, like, just recently, like, this season, he started popping up a lot all over the place with Gigi going to games and stuff. I so think then, the initial game... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I think the initial game, if I read this right, I think I did, said Gigi, the player she wanted to see, I don't know if it's her favorite player, but she wanted Trae to see Trey Young. Mm-hmm. And that's what got Kobe back. And then apparently from that... Uh, Kobe and LeBron had been, according to Ramona Shelburne, they had started from that building a real kind of rapport that they had both wanted. But continue to your point. No, that's that's what. So I was going to basically say, like, so then even uh, players started building relationships with Gigi as well. Mm-hmm. So then it hits yeah. you on a different level when you actually know the young girl. Like Trey Young met Gigi. Uh, He's like got pictures with Gigi and like how he said Gigi told him that she was his favorite player and all this other stuff and it's that it just hits on a different level when you actually know someone you know on top of not just Kobe but then also knowing his daughter and mm-hmm. seeing um and uh, seeing like their relationship and seeing how he was bringing her around and. You know, how he was bragging and boasting on her own career and things of that nature, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it just had, it just seemed like they had so much going for them, like the both of them in particular. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. What are some of the, the traits? Oh, how you remember Kobe? Like, when you think of Kobe, what do you think about? When I think of Kobe, 
I could start if you. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, so like, I don't know. This is gonna sound stupid, but like, really, what I really think about a lot was like when in college we used to play two K. I used to always play with the Lakers. Yeah, I used to always because <laughs> like two K nine and two K ten, Kobe was like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Especially in like two K nine, like, you could just run all over the court and just dunk all over the place with him. And I used to just always like be busting people's ass and just be yelling Kobe the entire time, Kobe. Kobe, because <laughs> like no one could stop him, and I would just beat everybody. Um, but outside of that, I mean, like he was just dominant on the court, you know, killer instinct, all that, all that cliche stuff. But he really like was a killer, and I remember like even when like the Lakers weren't that good, um, Kobe's thirty-five point per game season. Uh, putting up 81 points. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, obviously a lot of my memories are going to come from, again, watching him play. But to your point, the killer aspect, but specifically, like, the mental toughness that mm. the, all the cliches that he actually embodied. Yeah. Like, when they said that, oh, Kobe broke his finger, you didn't think for a second he wasn't going to play. Like, whatever injury you had, you knew that he was going to step on the court and play. When you hear that, oh, he was the first one in the gym and last one out, uh, Iron Man, dominant on the court. It's just, yeah. It's that psychotic will to... Like, I've seen... Jordan had already retired when I really got into basketball. You get the, you hear the stories, um, see the highlights, maybe cu- catch a couple classic games. Yep. And they probably said the same things about him, but to actually see it in Kobe, the way he interacted with players on the court, how he it was just one of one. Yep. So one of one. His mentality was, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, like. I would say, like, he was probably, like, that last era of chill out with that buddy-buddy shit on the court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, so, like, it's interesting because, like, we, we see, like, obviously all the players nowadays are friends and, like, I don't doubt that they're not competing against each other. But, like, the way Kobe and, like, AI, for example, used to battle. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like, there was, like, no love lost. Like, they weren't, they were leaving it all out on the court. Like, I want to beat you. Even T-Mac. Yeah, T-Mac, Vince Carter. But that, oh, definitely T-Mac. That's a good one. Because And they were boys. I didn't even know they were boys, boys like that. I had no idea they were this close until T-Mac, T-Mac got he, on the jump. He used to stay at his stories. house. <laughs> but to continue, yeah. I'd... Yeah, no, I had no idea. But watching like, but even that, you see, that's that uh, sustained level of greatness because during that time, this was like the era of the shooting guard, right? Mm-hmm. You had Vince Carter, T Mac, Allen Iverson was considered a shooting guard, and just think about how he outlasted all of them. Yeah, like T Mac, granted for injury purposes, but that's still, um, you know, your durability. Is your availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then AI, just like, lack of a better word, he fell off a cliff. 
Vince Carter, he aged gracefully, but like he literally went from like averaging like twenty something points a season in New Jersey, and then went to Dallas and like became a twelve point twelve point per game scorer the next season, and like just went under the radar. Mm-hmm. Whereas you literally had Kobe until he like got that Achilles towards Achilles. Or was it his ACL? It was his Achilles, right? Achilles, yeah. Yeah, until he tore his Achilles. He was still averaging 20, 27, 25 points a game. Oh, yeah. He was on a wall path until, and then that finally broke his body down. But yeah, once up that until happened, then, yeah. it was insane yeah. how old he was at the time. and Still putting in kinda, work. Yeah, that was uncharted at that time. Yeah. Especially for like him, like being a person, as you said, that would play through injury, like broken fingers. And I remember, um, didn't he like, I think that's when he dislocated a finger on, on his right hand or something. And he was shooting mm-hmm. free throws with his left hand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. That. He had so many, and it was just like, if he could play, he was playing. Yep. The finger, the knee, it really was. <laughs> if he could go, he would go. Yeah. And it just really, like, bothers me because, like, I mean, as we mentioned, like, he was just, like, really starting to, like, not come out of his shell, but, like, you know, be a public figure. Cause granted, he yeah. like did the he did the short, you know, their basketball won the academy for it, but like he wasn't he still wasn't like you know out and about. And nah, he like, didn't really. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he had kind of disappeared. <laughs> he had really stepped back. Yeah, he. I think I saw him in a picture with Rob Palenka. I forgot what that was for, but, and he was at one game I think because I remember, it was like him and uh, Magic were there together. Yeah. And then Palenka was there. It might have been LeBron's first season, but he had really, for the most part. So who knows? He had just really started coming back to games. and Yeah. We, oh, it's, oh, we're not going to hear his Hall of Fame speech. We won't even and that's, know who, yeah, who he'd want to induct him. Oh, yeah. It's just all, yeah. We knew he, he was going to get inducted anyway this year, hands down. No, that's the thing, but... But yeah, now, to not be able to see him get inducted, and mm. it would have been dope. I mean, you know, it just... Now we just won't get to see it. And then on top of it, it's like the night after Braun just broke... Like, literally hours after LeBron just passed them on the all-time scoring record. Uh, all-time scoring list, sorry. And... Braun That's is even like, more airy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Braun breaks it. Braun goes into like this five, six minute spill, like showing mad love to Kobe. Mm hmm. And telling stories about Kobe. And then, boom, that happens. And then, like, I can only imagine how like that must affect Braun because, like, Kobe's last tweet, his last IG post are both congratulating LeBron. And LeBron, I think LeBron's telling his post that he had just talked to him. They yeah, talked yeah, right before the plane. Yeah. Oh my god, bro! Yeah. Oh man, I mean, that would warp me mentally, like literally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I just don't know. Damn. 
Like, oh, yeah. you mentioned earlier you're talking to Daryl. I actually hit up Stretch this morning because I'm mm-hmm. like, why don't I just ask somebody I know who actually lives there? Like, yeah. To your, to your point, like, what's the vibe? And he said it's just like a dark cloud over the city. He yeah. said it's really airy. Got coworkers crying, dropping tears, and he said it just feels surreal because all the murals and the photos and the posts. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like I was I've been hitting you with mad podcasts <laughs> <laughs> with so many uh random podcast suggestions to like mm-hmm. listen to. I, I like I mean cuz like almost all of my work day I listen to sports podcasts. Like and I just can't do it this week cuz I mean I already know what everyone's talking about and in order for me to, like, really focus at work, I mean, like, it's, it's like, hard enough when I, like, get on social media and I see it, you know, and get that, and get those daily reminders, you know, hourly reminders. But to, like, just sit there while I'm trying to work to hear that in the background, I just couldn't do it. So I've been, like, really searching for, for different, like, you know, podcasts to entertain me um, during the day because I'm just, like, trying to, you know, take some time away from it away from the story because like every time I think you know I've come to grips with it or terms with it new details emerge and all this other stuff and it just like makes my like my mind race and you know wonder and I just you know just too much at work yeah my regular routine recording this on a Wednesday to your point I've kind of lessened that Uh, I listen to a few still but it's like they mentioned the Super Bowl and like it just it doesn't really compute. It doesn't have the same feel. I haven't watched the actual NBA games since probably since like last week, even prior to this. And then yeah. actually, so especially post this news, it it just seems it just seems meaningless. Mm-hmm. Just everything at the moment, it just is. Eh. So I I hear you. I hear you, man. That's and the wild thing about it is like as you said, like the Super Bowl, like that shit is on Sunday, like yeah, and I mean I just don't feel anything towards it. I mean like obviously I'm gonna watch it, but you know like the Super Bowl, like there is a reason why there's a two week break between the the NFC and AFC Championship games and then the Super Bowl for that build-up, mm-hmm. you know? And no, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie, most of the time I'd be gassed during the build-up. Like, damn, when the Super Bowl coming? I haven't felt anything. No. No. Not at all. I haven't watched none of, none of the pressers when they're talking. I, I get, like, the alerts from, Ble- from BR and ESPN about, um, you know, Mahomes and Garoppolo talking, Richard Sherman talking. I just... I don't have it in me. I'll just watch the game and see what happens. But that genuine excitement for the Super Bowl is just not there, beloved. Mm. How do you think the league should honor Kobe? I've seen a couple options. Like uh, the logo. What do you think? Uh... I don't I don't want to like, like just live too much in the moment and say the logo because the logo's a bit 
I mean, granted the tragic death, but I think like the logo. Jerry West shouldn't be the logo, but like years before this, everyone was saying Jordan should should be the logo. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that, you know, given that Kobe like you know kind of mirrored his game off of Jordan's, then that would make more sense for that. But I do like I'm not a I'm, I do think that like you know they should retire like eight or twenty four or both you know throughout the league. Like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely in agreement with. Like, yeah, I I agree because, uh, yeah, the logo, no, just the mannerisms. How do I? His some of his mannerisms are close to Jordan. Yeah. And that, and so I I wouldn't do that. To your point, his numbers should be retired league wide. Yeah, that should just be. Like Mark Cuban did it for his organization, and players are informally doing it, but it should just be a mandate put yeah. out officially by the league. Um, I wouldn't be mad at them renaming some kind of award, preferably the, the MVP. Award. Yeah, but if not, then the all. I don't. I if I had to pick one, I'd pick the MVP. But if for whatever reason they wouldn't do that, then the All Star MVP or something. I think. Yeah. Uh Obviously, they'll put a statue up in front of Staples. Yeah. And you know how, like, I, they don't do this in the NBA, but they do this in college, where, like, mm-hmm. the the arena will be named something, but then, like, the court itself will be named something. Oh. Yeah. Really? Like, it's, I've seen it in college basketball, where it'll be, like, uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it'll be, like, say, like, for example, it's Lou Carnesecca Arena, but then it'll be, like, this is a terrible example, but like Malik Sealy Court or something like that. That's just a Saint John's mm-hmm. example, but that's not how it really works. But yeah, there's there's some college schools that do it that way. I would not be opposed to it being Staples, you know, center, but being Kobe Bryant Court, like that actual. Like in order to do, they just put like his signature on the court. Yeah, and it just says Kobe Bryant Court. I or like that or something like that. But yeah, he should definitely be honored. Um, to the maximum for everything he's done for the game, but you know, just all the joy he's bought, bought. Sorry, excuse me, to everyone's lives. Like as I said, we grew up watching Kobe Bryant. Like you know, mm-hmm. one of our one of we just did an interview, me and you, with um, damn, which do I interview with? Uh, Stereo Stickman. Sorry, we just did mm-hmm. an interview with Stereo Stickman, and, and like, oh, how'd you guys meet? Like we work in you know RSM at St. John's and we're having a debate about sports and our first one of our first arguments was you know Kobe Bryant is better than Dwayne Wade you know yeah like that was mm-hmm. like one of our first conversations <laughs> like <laughs> oh man so like he's been in our lives you know damn near all of our lives <laughs> so it's just crazy to see I'm looking at really gone. Apparently Kawhi Leonard is um he's he also helicoptered his his way of transport from San Diego down to Los Angeles after talking with Kobe and even shared the same pilot and now he's having second thoughts. He's still trying to figure out what he wants to do. Damn. What? Yeah. Wow. That's insane. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Great guy, super nice, referring to the pilot. He was one of the best pilots. This is the guy who you ask for to fly from city to city. It's just surreal still. He would drop me off and he'll say he's about to go pick up Kobe and Kobe said hello. Or he'll just be like, I just dropped Kobe off and he said hello, vice versa. So it's a crazy interaction. He's a good dude and I feel sorry for everybody. That's Whoa. insane. Yeah, man. <clears throat> like, I saw that on Twitter, but I was like, I'm not just going to come spew everything I saw on Twitter, but I'm reading this from an ESPN article. And these are, these are Kawhi's direct quotes. Yeah, this. Wow. Yeah. That's a game changer. Wow. So if if that well uh, I forget it. Mm -mm. Okay. Damn. I wonder if Kyrie, I mean Kyrie. Sorry, I wonder if Kawhi is still like if that gives him like any cause to pause about, you know, still using that as his mode of transportation to and from games. Yeah, he's pondering. He said he's he doesn't know yet. He's still uh -oh. pondering what he wants to do. Yeah, but he's definitely having second thoughts. Yeah. Wow. I don't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I honestly don't even know what to say to that. I'm not even gonna like act like I do. Ah. <sighs> yeah. Whew. Yeah, it's not much you can really say. Yeah, it's just um, really sad. And I mean, again, our um, thoughts and prayers go out to Vanessa Bryan and all the other families that were affected by, you know, this tragedy. And not even just family, friends, NBA players, like anyone who knew any of these people affected you know by the tragedy because mm -hmm. it can definitely extend way past just family that hurt and that pain so, i mean i would I, our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to all those anyone affected by this you know horrific tragedy it's just so sudden sudden and unexpected yeah man a legend a legend. One of the best to ever pick up a basketball. Just won an Oscar. That's craziness. Yeah. He's like literally accomplished more in his three yeah. years of retirement than people accomplish in their entire yeah. life. Their life, yeah. And this is after him already accomplishing so much in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It just... It doesn't make any sense. I was at this damn game. S Sorry, I got the Nets game on in the background. February 5th, 2013. And they showing when Kobe dunked on um, Gerald Wallace. 
And mm-hmm. um, damn, I only remember because we were in school and I got the tickets from uh, remember St. John's used to sell like those discounted tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that dunk. Damn. <sighs> yeah, man. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. You got anything else to add? No. No. Just don't take anything for granted. Yeah. That's a good way to end right there. Exactly. Like, don't take anything for granted, people. Um, take care of your loved ones and keep them close to you. Mm-hmm. Iron out any petty beefs. That's a fact. Uh, yeah, just cherish your loved ones. Yeah. Be mindful. You just never know. Be mindful and present because you really just never know. Rest in peace. Yeah, seriously, rest in peace. All nine people. Whew. All right. Um, yeah, I think we're just going to end this one. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what else to say. Alright guys, until next time, this is cooling out. Stay cool. You cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, we cooling out. You cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, we cooling out. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.